You're listening to The Truth With Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, how is everyone doing? I am so glad that you're joining me on my podcast, The Truth With Studi. I am Michael Studeman. And if you are listening to the sound of my voice, it is a divine appointment. You are meant to. There's something that God wants to get in you and through you and to you, and, and it's going to change your life somehow, some way. Uh, some uh, may be one little part of the message. Some it may be the other, but uh, just pray that God uh, give you what he has in store for you. Well, I just got through watching uh, an amazing movie with my wife, Gina. It's called His Only Son. Uh, it was put out by a mar- Marine that was in Iraq years ago. He came back, uh, took his GI Bill, learned how to make movies, uh, and God put it in his heart to put this movie out. Well, it's the story of Abraham and specifically the the journey of Abraham and having to sacrifice his son Isaac, which God asked him to do. By the end of this movie, I was wrecked. Okay, I, I, you know how you get into a movie and you're watching the movie, and then all of a sudden you, you gotta go, you gotta go to the bathroom, right? And it's like I can't miss a minute of this movie. Well, that's what happened to me like the last forty minutes, and I, you know, I I would not get up and go to the restroom, and and after the movie. And typically and jump up and run but I couldn't even do that because I was literally just blown away I was in my seat I couldn't get up I couldn't hardly breathe I was bawling because the revelation of God's love just that revelation of his love on another level well, anyway going back to Abraham you know in Galatians 3 we find Abraham's called the father of faith uh, and in, in, in that chapter, it talks about, you know, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness because of his faith. And so the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. And and so, again, God proclaimed, it says God proclaimed the good news to Abraham long ago. What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. And so here it's even talking about God proclaimed his good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received by faith. And if you go back to Genesis 12, it starts the story of Abraham and it talks about how God called him out of his land and says, I want to give you a a land and a nation and I, I want you to leave and, and head toward that way and so Abraham having faith again he's the father of faith he was fully persuaded he didn't doubt it he didn't second guess it he immediately heard God's word he immediately put action to it got up and him and his wife Sarah they they went uh, with all their possessions and their people and headed toward the land of Canaan, and they would live out of tents and everything. I mean, think about that. He was 75 years old when God called him to do this. Can you imagine that? It had to take great faith to say, okay, God's got something for me. We're going to head out, and we're going to you know, load up the camels and the donkeys and everything, we're, and we're going to head out and, and go there. And so... Um, so he did that, and he went on a long journey. God took him on a long journey. During that journey, you know, dealing with famines, he headed to Egypt. He dealt with Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh took Sarah to, to into his harem because Abraham was afraid that he'd get killed uh, if he let people know that Sarah was his wife because she was so beautiful. So they said, well, she's my sister, which was not a lie. Sarah and Abraham, they had the same father, but they had different mothers. And so they were half-brother and sister, but they were uh, also husband and wife. And so it's funny because out of that scenario, um, uh, God's favor was on Abraham. And so Pharaoh and his people, they were plagued and everything and realized that I got to give Sarah back to Abraham because uh, this is a godly man. And then they found out, you know, he's a godly man. This is his wife. And so, you know, because of that situation and then later King Abimelech in another area, the same thing happened. And out of these, uh, God added to Abraham's riches because the Pharaoh, King Abimelech, they would give him like servants and uh, cattle and just all these possessions. And so Abraham grew in wealth uh, out of this. And But it didn't, it didn't matter because... You could have all this wealth, but what good was it if you didn't have an heir to pass that wealth on? And so the problem was with Sarah, she was barren. She couldn't have children. Uh, so they had tried to have children you know, throughout their entire life. And again, God called him at 75 and still could not have children. But then... God did a covenant with Abraham, and he said, listen, I'm going to build a nation out of you. You're going to have a nation come out of you. You're you're, you're not going to have to worry about Eliezer, your servant, who that's who you think your heir is going to be, but you're going to have a child in generations. You will have many, many children, many generations is what God promised Abraham. The only issue was that first time when God told him that and he went back to Sarah, he didn't specifically tell him, well, it's going to be you and Sarah. And so when God, when Abraham told Sarah, you know, Sarah, she's she's contemplating, well, I'm barren. I can't have kids. So in order for this to happen, you're going to have to do it through my servant, Hagar. So, you know, like make that your concubine, go in there and have kids through her. That'll be the way I have children. Well, anyway, that was not what was needing to happen, right? Uh, that's where Abraham had lacking some faith and had to believe. You know, with God, all things are possible. So he could he could actually do this for Sarah instead. So then there's a second time when you again going through Genesis, you know starting with 12 and going through chapter 22 and you hear you read the story of Abraham God comes yet again back to Abraham and he says listen you know we, we've already had a covenant I, I, I'm, I'm going to bless you with all this land I'm going to bless you with all these children but now we're going to make even another covenant and that's when he's he tells him that, that this is a big time uh, sign of the covenant and that's when he uh, introduces circumcision and he's like you and all the males of your household uh, you're all going to be circumcised uh, and and everyone should know what that is by now I'm not going to get into that detail uh, but it is a significant thing very significant thing he said you will pass this on from generation to generation it will be a sign 
of our covenant that we have made. And which, uh, how many know is something that's significant? You're not going to forget that covenant made with Abraham when you're having to get circumcised, let me tell you. Um, so that, when that happened at the same time, God then promised him, you are, again, you're going to be father of many nations. But this time he had to, he's like, man, he just didn't get the first time. So this time I'm going to let him know. And Sarah, it's going to be through Sarah's womb. She's going to be blessed. I'm going to bless her. And it's going to be through Sarah that you have this son. So finally, you know, Abraham goes, you know, back at the time when he's getting this message, he is 99 years old. And it literally says he laughed. He laughed at this news, you know, that God said, you're going to have a son. Uh, because he's like, I'm 99. You're saying I'm going to have a kid at 100 years you know, old? That's, that's crazy. And he, he laughed about it. But at the same time, I think there was a laughter of joy because, again, Abraham had faith. It, he didn't, it's not like he didn't believe God. He just like, this is funny. This is, I'm going to be an old man. I'm going to have a son because I do believe God's given us this son. And so he laughed. And there's significance to that. I'll come back to that. And so later, you know, the Lord visits Abraham, and he's got two angels with him. And he's again, he's talking to Abraham about this. You know, Sarah overhears, and when she finds out that the Lord's saying that they're going to have a son, she's laughing. She's laughing where no one can hear, but she's laughing pretty much to herself. It's like, how can I? You know, I'm I'm 89 years old. You know, how am I going to have a kid? At 89 but she's laughing and so sure enough when Abraham's 100 years old and Sarah's 90 um, she conceives and uh, this is the son Isaac that they're going to have and which the name Isaac actually means laughter <laughs> and so I, th I thought that was cool the fact that when both found out they're going to have a son they both laughed and here sure enough his name is Isaac but Going into the next section of this story is so powerful because in Genesis chapter 22, God calls Abraham and he says, Abraham. And Abraham's like, yes, here I am. And God says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, who you love so much and go to the land of Moriah and go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains there, which I will show you. And so, oh my goodness, here, going through all that Abraham has gone through in his lifetime, finally getting this promised son at the age of 100, and then years later hear God saying, no, Go take him. You're going to sacrifice him. Instead of going to do the normal sacrifice of a lamb, you're going to sacrifice your son. And Abraham didn't hesitate. He took off to the land of Moriah. Now, interestingly, that was a three-day trip to Moriah. From the time that Jesus was put on the cross to the time he resurrected was three days Isaac is looked upon as what they call a type of Christ, an image that, that represented the future of Christ. Isaac was going to be 
you know, the first person that looked like would be sacrificed to God, right? Abraham had the fire and he had the wood. Isaac carried the sacrificial wood up the mountain that they were going to in Moriah. Just like Jesus carried the cross. And here's what's amazing is uh, most scholars, and it's truly believed and it's shown that at that time, Moriah, where the mountains were in Moriah, they also called it the the mountain of Zion. Uh, Later, now that it shows that it's the mountain of Golgotha or Calvary, the same area where Jesus died on the cross. Okay, so when they get there, when they get to the point that, okay, getting ready to sacrifice you, Isaac, and verse 6 there, chapter 22, Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked together. And then Isaac turned to Abraham and he said, Father, Abraham's like, yes, he said, you know, we've got the fire in the wood, but where's the sheep for the burnt offering? Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham's God, God's going to provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And when they arrived at that place where God told them to go there on the Mount Moriah, he built the altar, the, the altar and arranged all the wood on it. And then Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. And at that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God, and you have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. And so here we see God fulfilled and obeyed what uh, Abraham fulfilled what God had told him to do. Uh, And Abraham with his faith knowing God promised the seed through him, uh, it said that Abraham believed he knew that even if he had to sacrifice Isaac, that somehow he realized that God would bring Isaac back from the dead. Because again, he believed God. God said, you're going to have many nations out of this son. So he knew this is not the end. Somehow, some way, God's gonna bring back my son, but I'm gonna obey God. I have faith in God. And so here is a representation of Jesus Christ. Again, Abraham had told Isaac, God will provide the lamb. The funny thing is, a lamb wasn't provided for Abraham to do the, uh, to do the sacrifice. Because um, right there on the next, you know, Verse um, on verse 13 says, Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed as a burnt offering. So there actually wasn't a lamb provided for that specific sacrifice. It was a ram. And the significance of this is later there was a lamb provided. And it was provided from Bethlehem. When Jesus was born, he was born in the town of Bethlehem. This is a these are this where distinct lambs were born in Bethlehem that were basically predestined to be offered as a Passover for the priests at the time. 
that was the tradition. That's where the lambs came from for the sacrifice for Passover, and that's where Jesus was born. But when Jesus gave himself up on the cross, he was a grown man. So like, like he was a ram. So that, 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 again, that significance, that symbolism. And most people want to know why. why. Why did he have to do that? Well, it all goes back into the fall of man with Adam and Eve. In the fall of man, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They went and ate of the tree of the tree of good knowledge of evil. Okay, they were deceived by the serpent by Satan. And when that happened, before that happened, they were clothed in the glory of God. When they looked on each other, all they seen was the glory reflection of God. They were clothed in the glory of God. As soon as they disobeyed and they sinned, then they had an understanding of evil, and 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 sin came upon man, and and that's when the curse came upon man. And they saw that they were naked, and so God had to cover them with a new clothing and he did that by the shedding of blood with animals and so later on that's where we see that's where sacrifice came it was a a, a covering for the sin of man a constant covering for their sin that they would be because they had to be clothed with these animals that they that this was a constant sacrifice and so ultimately uh, jesus became that final sacrifice and and we see here, it says in, in Galatians 3, uh, verse 26, it says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been unified with Christ and baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So going back full circle, you know, Jesus is known as the second Adam. He has redeemed all things. And so now there's no more needing of sacrifice of animals to represent being having to be covered by animal fur, you know, for the clothing, because now we have that awesome gift of Jesus Christ, and we are clothed in him. And, and, and it says, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the two children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Again, it comes back full circle because Abraham was originally named Abram. He was renamed Abraham, meaning the father of many nations. And thus, that is both literary, literary, literal that he was the father of nations because all these nations came out of him, the nation of Israel and the promised people, but also him being the father of faith. And so of that great faith. So this Easter weekend, as you think about that, of what Jesus did for you, he provided that full clothing for you, just like God provided the clothing for, uh, it, it was amazing, Moses on the mountain when he came down with the Ten Commandments. You know, he had asked God to see God's face, but God just, you know, let his glory pass in front of Moses, and that glory came on Moses, when he came down the mountain, people couldn't even look on him because he had the glory of God clothed on him, and he shined with the glory of God. It was amazing when he received that first. And so now, even more so, when you are in Jesus Christ, you are clothed in his glory, and your sins are covered. But I want you to think about 
how precious that gift, the sacrifice that Jesus made on Calvary, that God the Father gave us to think where he says that if you being man, you being evil and you, your son asked for a loaf of bread, asked bread or water, uh, would you give him a snake? No, you'll do that. And that's, God calls us, we're, we're man. We're nothing compared to God. God is so much greater. So to think of how much hurt, you know, hurt and harm that that was grieving for Abraham, having to go through that three days journey, knowing that he was going to have to sacrifice his son that he loved so much, you know, and then again, with man being evil, how much more so was it for God the Father to give up his only son, Jesus, for you? As what it says in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I want to invite you today, if you don't know Jesus, if your life's in turmoil, if you've been looking for answers your whole life, if everything you've ever tried to do has, has failed, uh, every, every time that you've thought you knew the answer, it's failed. Jesus is the answer. And you don't have to take my word for it. Go to the Lord. Ask him to prove himself to you. But I'd ask that you would you know, say this prayer with me. Father God, I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the Son of God. I believe he died and was resurrected on the third day for my sins. And I want to receive the spirit of truth. I want to receive Jesus into my life and have and be baptized in him and be clothed in his glory from this day forward in Jesus name and if you have prayed that prayer with me you are now born into the kingdom of God and now you are also can be a child of Abraham <laughs> you're a child of the living God well uh, I I'm so glad you got to join me on the special Easter podcast today. Um, you know, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this month of April. And I look forward to hearing you or to, to for you hearing me on my next podcast and having you on my next podcast with me. So, you know, tune in. If you haven't checked out the other ones, check them out. Because what will happen if you do that? Uh, your life will be made better because you have been served the truth. That's right. You've been served the truth. With Stoody.